DJ Playboy. <laughs> What's good, Josh? Your man DJ Playboy back with another edition of the Perfect Talk Podcast. As always, I'm joined by my homeboy straight out of Brooklyn, New York. Girl, scream like I'm Keith. What's good, man? Sorry for eating this bagel on the microphone. It's not good radio. Carbs. Time- <laughs> <laughs> um, keto ass nigga. How that keto shit going? That shit hard as hell, bro. I'm cheating my ass off. I ain't gonna lie. Nah, nah. I'm actually, I'm, I'm doing pretty good, but I did have that one day. Uh, my daughter wanted some pizza. So I was like, fuck it. I gotta do it. You know what I mean? But other than that, um, I've been pretty disciplined. So for pizza, the, the bad part is the sauce and the the crust, right? The crust, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Definitely the crust and definitely in the sauce, whatever it's made of. But that crust is a killer. But, um, nah, it's hard. It's, it, bro, it's, you know what I mean? It's a lifestyle. And, and once you. Once you, I guess you know what I mean. Of any diet, you got to be strict with it for you know what I mean at least some point period of time. So I'm trying to like stay stringent, but not to the point where life is inhibited. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're gonna have some every once in a while. Maybe you might have to double up, do a new workout, do a two a days, whatever you got to do. But you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm done. I saw, I saw like um, well now in like in New York City, every restaurant got like they special menu for different diets: gluten free, vegan free, vegan, whatever. And um, so they got the keto shit. And on the keto shit, it'd be mad foods. It'd just be like cheese and like roast beef. And like, that's it. <laughs> and I, I don't know much about the keto diet, but just looking at it, I'm like, man, that's gangster just flipping the food pyramid upside down. Yeah, it, it um, it get boring though, bro. You miss your, you miss pasta, you know what I'm saying? You miss bread. Because um, we're used to everything being sandwiched between two pieces of bread, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. My homeboy sent me a. It's funny he sent me this shit, um, of all the fast food restaurants. And if you on keto, and you know what I mean, you happen to be at a fast food restaurant, what your options will be? And um, the McDonald's one, because I was getting my daughter Happy Meal, I was hungry. The McDonald's one was like an egg McMuffin, but you got to take the bread off, um, you know, right down. Or actually, a sausage McMuffin, and then just eat the eat the patties or some shit like that. I was like, damn, this shit boring as hell. <laughs> you know what I mean? But so you just gotta ask for the patty. Yeah. No, I, well, yeah, I guess you could. I got it regular and just did it myself. But um, now nah, yeah, I guess the cheese and the uh, the sausage on the egg or whatever you eat it like that, just without the bread. But um, I was like, yeah, I miss the old days. <laughs> you gotta, say, <laughs> you know, what I mean, you gotta have the goal in mind. You know, you know what you're doing it for. Yeah, yeah. But I like running. I think running is fun. So it's like the whole thing with this journey is to find what I like to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Find things that that push you and um challenge you. So running is cool. Um. My buddy had challenged me to do a 5K in like a short amount of time, and I was like talking myself out of it, like nah. And then I was like, in my mind, I was like, let me let me start, let me get to the point where I can run a mile without stopping. You know what I mean? And then um, I've been able to you know go past that goal and keep going. So I guess once the once I do reach the point of I guess three miles, four miles, then maybe I might sign myself up for a 4K, 5K. Five, so you didn't sign, sign up, man. <laughs> sign up. Uh, my, I mean, if if you if your intention is to sign up, like that's something you want to do. My recommendation would be just sign up, man. Don't just do it. Wait right. Force till, yourself to do it. Like you gonna get if you sign up for it, you're gonna be ready. You're not gonna go not ready. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, nah. females there, huh? I said there's females there. Hell no. Nah. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not gonna. So, but if you wait till you if you wait till you're ready, if you say, well, I'm just gonna wait till I can run four miles nonstop or whatever, that's a heck of a goal without. Like, when you think about running, right, essentially what you're telling me is that, oh, I'm just going to run on the street to nowhere. It's just I'm going to leave home, come back, 
and just be mm-hmm. running for four miles. And that takes about what? Depending on your pace, it might take around 40 to 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. Just sign up, man. Don't wait till you could run, you know, four miles or, or be able to run on the road for 40, 50 minutes. I think it was the great Martin Luther King who said, uh, don't wait for the, the path to be enlightened. Just take the first step. But yeah, man. That, sound, that sounds about right. I'm probably fucking that quote up, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it applies for the situation. And, and another know. Martin Luther King uh, quote, I can't stop. I won't stop. I don't even know how to stop. How you been, man? What's going on with you, brother? Me, I'm chilling, man. Kickboxing, yeah. reading. Uh, what else? Just finished watching Top Boy on Netflix. Top Boy. Top Boy. <laughs> yeah, man. How many seasons is that? Uh, I think it's three. So the uh, there was the original two produced on BBC or whatever, and um, mm-hmm. that was canceled. Then Drake... <laughs> I would love to have so much money that a show that I really love got canceled. I'd be like, you know what? I want to see that shit again. I'm paying for it. So Drake, Drake liked the show, and apparently he executive produced it. So now we're bringing that shit back. Same character, same uh, every everything. Well, whoever will come back, you know what I'm saying? Like there, like for yeah. instance, there was a girl on there. The she, um, she's pretty big now. I forget her name, but she was in Black Panther. She played like the little sister, mm-hmm. and she did some. She did some, a couple other things. She could even do the American accent. So if you're that talented, you know. Feel as if Top Boy is not, you might be too big for it. It reminds me like The Wire in that The Wire was a critically acclaimed show, but if you got big, you're not going to be on The Wire at the time, that is. Yeah, I guess, because it became a cult classic after. Exactly. Like, if they brought The Wire out right now, Idris Elba's not going to be, well, he got killed off. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, oh, damn, he got killed off. (laughs) 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 But you know what I'm trying to say. Matt Wiles might be on it. <laughs> Wood Harris, like, hell yeah, I do it. I'm, I'm playing, yes. He has a Wood I'm Harris. Be the like, oh, please, thank you very much. Please. <laughs> thank you so much for this. Fucking Wood Harris. My nigga A. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's go get right into it, though, man. This week has just been nuts. Just crazy shit going on, man. Um, I usually lean to you for this type of information, but it's, it was hard to avoid it, man. This impeachment talk. Nancy Pelosi on her high horse, like, yo, impeach them. Impeach them. Yeah. <laughs> and she really didn't uh, want to. There's a lot of people who didn't didn't want to do it. And, um, like Nancy Pelosi and uh, like the Democratic Black Caucus, whatever it's called. Um, John, I don't know if you know who John Lewis is. He's this congressman from Georgia. And uh, like back in the day, he used to- Martin Luther King's man? Exactly. He's Mar- he was Mar- like yeah. Martin Luther King's little homie. Like he was like the, the like little man, like, you know what I'm saying? Like Martin Luther King gave him his barbershop name, and <laughs> two MLK shoutouts in one episode. Yeah, maybe. man, the shout out. Yeah, and then um, it's not even February, exactly. And then when the young cats got in, like had a little bit of friction with King, and well, then got back together. John Lewis, Lewis was like, "Can I keep my barbershop name, Martin?" And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to pull in the Martin That's reference. <laughs> yes, Martin. But um, nah. But John Lewis. But <laughs> I don't know if you ever heard that dude talk, but like even in casual like interviews with reporters, like he talks like how Martin Luther King be giving speeches. So they're like, yeah, so uh, you know, why do you think he should be impeached now? He's like, you see that he is trying to trot all over the Constitution. I'm like, come on, nigga, just answer the question. <laughs> you don't got to have no preamble to it. But yeah, man, that impeachment shit is crazy because uh, some they had a whistleblower, a dude 
a dude come out anonymously and be like, yo, is that what set it off? They weren't planning on doing it before that? Of course. I mean, they, there was always talks of it between the, the um, the um, what's it called, the Mueller report stuff and just Trump mm-hmm. being Trump and, do, and making money off his hotels, like um, foreign whoever's staying at his hotels, like all kinds of different things. They were looking to do, do impeachment, but like, everybody mm-hmm. wasn't with it because when you look at, um, well, the... The public isn't really behind impeachment because it kind of shakes up like what happens in Washington and how the government works a little bit on the top. Yeah. So yeah. people ain't for it. Even back with Nixon, people by far weren't for it. For it. Uh, Bill Clinton, they weren't for it. And then when they look at Bill Clinton at the end, at the end of the day, he wasn't kicked out of office. He wasn't convicted or whatever they call it. And he ended up being more popular in a way. Mm-hmm. And Republicans lost, at the time, lost a lot of seats or whatever. And Bill Clinton was a Democrat. So they they really didn't want to impeach because they didn't want to have that kind of thing. But in the opposite way where you're in a Democratic Congress is impeaching a um, Republican president, and then they come out of it. He he won't get kicked out of, out of office. He will not because mm-hmm. just how this whole thing works, I ain't going to get into it. But um, if they impeach him, it could make him look bad. So they really didn't want to do it. But now... They had this event where they had the whistleblower stuff. So to your question, what kicked it off? There's no one thing that kicked it off, but I think what took it over, the tipping point was this whole thing, the whistleblower saying, yo, this dude's on the phone with a foreign leader, with the president of Ukraine, saying, yo, um, you know that dude Biden? I don't like him. Handle that. So the president- (laughs) You want this money? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So quid pro quo stuff, possibly quid pro quo stuff. Like, yo- you want this bread for military weapons? I got a problem. What you gonna do about it? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that so that quid pro quo asking a foreign leader for that kind of help for your political rivals, um, that's what put it over the top. So now it looks like they they well they did start um, uh, inquiry, an impeachment inquiry, whatever that means. I guess it's an investigation before the actual impeachment. So okay. Now, and then this whistleblower is anonymous, um, mm-hmm. but they've been leaking, like, information out about this person, right? I, I heard it might be a CIA operative. Yeah, that's what, that's what they said. It might it seems to be a CIA um, operative um, and, you know, a dude who's kind of, like, savvy with the national security stuff. And then also, it basically what he's saying is, like, this stuff happened. Yes, Trump had this conversation, but beyond that, it looks like a, I don't I guess a conspiracy or like an operation that was bigger than him just talking on the phone because they store these conversations, like these communications in some kind of server mm-hmm. because it's in, in the executive branch. And the government in general, record keeping is a big deal. And But there's a, there's a separate joint, that's, there's a separate like server where they store shit that's kind of secret where nobody can't see it. So they were storing okay. information from these calls into that, that secret one that nobody could see. But that secret one is only for information that's sensitive to national security. So he wasn't talking about nothing that was sensitive to national security. So it seems that they were, they know that what he was saying was fishy. So they were storing it in this secret one for political purposes and not national security purposes. So that's fishy. Mm. And that information is, that that, that came out after this too, right? That they've been doing that um, after this whistleblower. And I like how, actually I don't like how Trump (laughs) is uh, trying to paint this person as, as if they're like, what is what's the word? Uh, a snitch. Unpatriot. Yeah, 
<laughs> Pretty much Takashi six nine. Because <laughs> <Tekashi. laughs> my man said, "Yo, you know what we used to call that back in the day? A spy. Yeah, you know, we used to do. <laughs> you know, we used to do the spies back in the day. Like that's a direct quote from Donald Trump. Yeah. Like that's not. <laughs> that's like you know what I mean. Like what kind of like that's threatening the witness. You know what I mean, so to speak. Because this dude has to whoever this guy is or gal, like I guess has to uh, testify. You said about this, right? Um, he doesn't necessarily have to. I, uh, the whistleblower doesn't necessarily have to testify because when you whistleblow, pretty much you're promised an- anonymity as long as you wish to stay anonymous. Who did they blow the whistle to? No homo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dame Dash. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure who they... I think the national um, security director, whatever, the whatever it's called, the... Uh, yeah, director of national intelligence, some shit like that. That dude, mm-hmm. I think they blow it to him, or within that like administrative <laughs> chain or whatever. <laughs> Whistleblower is a, a, a derogative term. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you don't want to be called that in jail. Well, I heard Takashi Six Nine's a whistleblower, so he blew the whistle on but the, but- the bloods. No, nah, no, nah, but you see how they use that phrase to make to make you know what I'm saying, like to deter you from telling the truth. Yeah. Like nah, nigga, you was you was snitch, nigga. You snitched on the company. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, for a president to be talking that way, because the president's supposed to be the dude who's holding, like, holding together the constitution or whatever, and mm-hmm. for him to be like, well, you know, whistleblowing's a thing that is there for a reason to to protect protect the the union or the country from really powerful people. You know what I'm saying? Where to keep to keep no, to keep everyone on the level and no, have no one above the law. So for him to be talking in, in that way in a forum, not even one on one with his man's in them or something, mm-hmm. that's insane. Like he think all the shit is okay. <laughs> As Jack, you said, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, he just he definitely thinks he's above the law and and is, will use it to his uh to his own uh game. Yeah, on that Takashi Six Nine shit too, real quick because we we don't talk much about Takashi on the show, but <laughs> that's just funny how he gets roasted, and I guess that's because he's a caricature of himself. But if you think about it, that shit he's doing is pretty common. Oh yeah, <laughs> but it, like, it's just this is like, but like the level, like you said, he's definitely a caricature. But the level to which he portrayed this gangster image mm-hmm. was bananas. Like. I remember back, I don't know if you remember back in the day when we were pre-teens or teenagers, and I was like, yo, this Tupac's crazy. But everybody worshipped Tupac, but I was the one dude who said, yo, he's my favorite rapper, but he's crazy. Something's wrong with him. And I remember he, that, yeah. he's a terrible example for life. Tupac was definitely a car- <laughs> caricature. Like, he was, you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be honest, you, th- he, you thought he'd have a shootout with the cops or something. Yeah, you think shit. he was wild. Yeah. To be honest, I'm going to think he had hands. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Now niggas is disrespecting Tupac <laughs> beyond the grave. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man. Son, Tupac was well, maybe what five nine, five ten, uh, maybe a, a buck forty. You massacre that man. You yo, you would destroy that man. Son, a couple body blows, boop boop, two to the ribs, couple kidney shots, and that's over. You don't need to do all the crazy extras. But anyway, but Takashi six nine. He makes Tupac look like like nothing. Like Tupac was a caricature. Takashi Six Nine was another another level. I remember he was on the Breakfast Club um, one night. Uh, it was an episode where he got prayed over by a pastor, 
He's like, yo, man, tell, like, pretty much saying, yo, man, I don't care. I'll kill a dude. Like, let them come. That's why I don't care. I'm, I'm you know, just talking crazy gangster shit. Mm-hmm. And then he testifies. They said, uh, Mr. Mr. 6ix9ine, you got arrested when? November 18th. And you started snitching when? November 19th. <laughs> yo, it's like, like, it's like comedy. And you don't even got to write the comedy. Like, it's right there. Like, not even a week. <laughs> That's insane. You got, with face tattoos? With face tattoos <laughs> and colored hair and you're small in prison. <laughs> but the one thing like is that I found like ironic is like well, well not ironic, but I guess he's snitching on guys that I guess robbed him or something like that. Like um and, and beat him up or kidnapped him or whatever, right? Right. Because, and that's pretty much who he's snitching on. And pretty much those are probably the only guys who knows who the real him was. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Um, That's my suspicion. Cause think about it. they recruited him. They found him working in a shoe store or something, right? He he was the real life Al Bundy, but I guess he rapped, made some. <laughs> he was making weird rap. So they're like, listen, man, we'll repack. And by the way, I feel like nobody talks about how good they were at what they did. Is his music good? I don't listen to much of his music, and I'm people love it. People DJ. really like his I music. <laughs> I think Rick really? one time, my man's Rick, he, he, I think he said, yo, Takashi, he looks weird, but he got some high stuff. And I take it's his word for Ricky. it. I just, don't, I just don't listen myself. I don't fuck with him musically, but I was outside, <laughs> I was outside of um, another day I had a dinner for a friend's birthday. And we were just outside kind of chatting. And Takashi came, we mentioned Takashi, and like, a passerby was like, oh, Takashi, ain't that sad what happened to him? It's like a conspiracy. Like, why? Like you don't see like the white mob snitching on each other, but why they make us snitch uh, on each other? Like it's something to bring us down. I'm like, yo, this nigga was part of a criminal organization that murdered people <laughs> like, and, and peddled <laughs> drugs through the street. Uh, yeah, the the cops are looking for everyone to snitch. It just so happens to be that he did public, very publicly. And last time I checked, the white mob be snitching on each yeah. other. Too. Yo, have you not heard of Sammy the Bull? And by the way, I, as we're talking now, I didn't say any of this shit, but I was drinking, so I could. Like, you ever walk away like after? But yo, you know what I should have said? <laughs> that's I what I told that nigga. That's what's happening right now. So let's relive that situation. This was about two weeks ago, two weekends ago, and uh, yeah, you ever heard of Sammy the Bull and all these other cats? Nah, but and then the fact of the matter is, like I said, Takashi, like like I, I don't. I, you might know a little more of their backstory than I do, but I don't think that they were like friends, friends like that. Like this niggas out there who stitch on their friends, yeah. <laughs> like they, I they, we were they friends, won. baby, <laughs> just to get out of trouble. Yeah, like this nigga, they found this nigga. Like you, you ain't think this nigga was gonna stitch on you, like right? Well, that's the thing. That's um, if you listen to Joe Budden's podcast, I like that they, they probably had like my favorite take or favorite conversation on this topic, as far as. Like, how goofy are those bloods that I assume that they're, you know, they're career criminal. I don't know what to call them. Mm-hmm. What in the world, what kind of terrible criminal judgment is it to take this guy and have him in your inner circle to that degree where he could talk to that detail about what y'all doing? That's insane to the me. Entire, entire organization, <laughs> who's above who. Yeah. <laughs> Give them, give him basically everything. That's crazy. Yeah, man. I, you know, see, what 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 station is first forty? I think it's on A and E. I think or Bravo one yeah. of them. See, they A and E. I want to say A and E. A and E ain't really about that paper. If if first forty eight was on E or like 
ABC or some shit like that, I guarantee you they would have uh, the Takashi Six Nine special where they show all the video. <laughs> they have them all in the video, play all his songs, and give you all the clues. Make a celebrity version because I would love to see that. Not even the, them little poor kids on on first forty eight be snitting. They at least give it thirty six hours, forty eight hours. This nigga did twenty four hours. <laughs> hey, listen, I ain't no, I ain't no criminal. Nor have I ever <laughs> made myself the seem one. I'm not. I'm, it'll be less than a day before I snitch. <laughs> but I'm talking to my lawyer first, at least. <laughs> Like I, I can't kind of, imagine. I don't know who his lawyer is, but he. I would imagine that he has enough money to afford a decent lawyer, criminal lawyer, and the lawyer is like, all right, let me figure something out first. I don't know if the lawyer figured out what he needed to figure out in twenty four hours, or maybe he did. Maybe the case against Takashi was just that bad. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe they got this nigga on recordings. They got this nigga. <laughs> <laughs> they like you know why they had him in the inner circle. They like yo, make the phone call. You do it. <laughs> yo. It's just a bananas, but yeah, I mean, I get why he snitched, but just, it's just comedy, man, the way he made himself gangster like that, but the real gangsters, but I, I, I forgot to button up my point on how talented of A&Rs these cats was. These cats out there murdering and peddling drugs, they could have been in the music business, like for real, for real. Mm-hmm. With a multi, with, with, a, with a multicolored hair. Artists, rap artists. That, that's insane to me. Like I, from what I read, uh, his like music was tra- like real trash. Like you know, when backpackers get too backpack with it, like yeah, man, I think I want to throw an electric guitar here, and maybe a xylophone right here, and then maybe <laughs> I heard like whales, like a whale barking. Like, I don't want that shit. Like that's amazing to me that they made him that successful, but let him in on that many of the criminal secrets. Anyway, man, that, that's, that Takashi shit is just, it's tragic, but for me, since I have no stakes in the game, it's more so, because I didn't even like his music. Some people are sad that he had to be put, be put away and he had good mm-hmm. music, but I don't, I'm not a fan on that level. So being that I don't have any emotional attachment, it's just all comedy for me. J. Cole kind of shouts him out on that uh, 21 Savage song. A word? What do you say? The, I pray for Takashi. He lay on a cot, wonder if it was all worth it. Yeah, he raps it fast. If you look, you gotta listen. And then he shouts out like Markel Fultz. Also, it's like a weird verse. But um, like J Cole, man, J Cole, he's he's probably probably because of my age. Stuff, like he's the when when like there was a transition into like I don't want to call I don't like calling it mumble rap because it sounds like I'm hating. But I guess you know like this this age of rap, he was like one of the old souls in the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he says that on Middle Child, too. Like, Dr. Quote, I'm here quoting Mad J. Cole. <laughs> he said, I'm in the middle of two generations. Yep. I'm, um, I'm, yeah, I'm Lil Bro and Big Bro all at once. Yeah, yeah. But, um, Lil Bro and Big Homie all at once. But, like, no, nah, he's he's very talented rapper. I like he's everything. Dope, he's doing man. that dream. I, I was running to that Dreamville album the other day. That's a that's a good project, too. So, it's, it's How, you listen to it? Yeah, yeah. I like it. It's got, it's got some dreams yeah. on it. Oh, word. I, I got to listen to it. I like, uh, um, this is a dude called Baz, I guess. Bass. Yeah, yeah, down with his camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that dude a lot. His yeah. music, that is. I don't know what he looks like or nothing, but his music, I like his shit. And uh, he got a song called uh, Charles, uh, Charles de Gaulle, the airport in Paris. Charles de Gaulle to pa- uh, to JFK. Mm-hmm. And it, it's funny because I found the song right when I was, when, right when I came back from Paris. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, so I guess it connected with me. It felt like that nigga knew what I, what my movements was, and I was like, yeah, this guy is good. <laughs> I like him. <laughs> I like him. He's cool, man. This dude is clairvoyant. Um, no, no, it's a good project. I like it. Uh, the Dreamville out, uh, project. It's like it doesn't have a sound. It's not like everything sounds the same. Everything sounds different. It actually, but it's all dope in some way. And uh, I like I like a lot of the tracks on there. Um, you listen That's to dope. you like the baby? You listen to the baby? Nope. No, <laughs> he said nope. <laughs> I like oh. <laughs> I like the baby. He got some he got some dope shit out. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw he, I saw I just saw on um Instagram. I think Complex posted it. Pretty much, kind of announcing this project or saying that it was dope. Yeah, he dropped a new one. He dropped a new one um, this week. Yeah, um, yeah. When I saw it, I was like, "Oh, this nigga Ha Ha Davis got some crazy <laughs> grills. That's dope." <laughs> <laughs> that's yo. That's that's a word to my mother. I'm like this nigga Ha Ha Davis. I was like, "Yo, I know he big, but damn, them grills is crazy." <laughs> as know, soon as he took you, them braces off, he got fitted for, for <laughs> fitted for grills. That's you know, unusual. Um, the baby he like he's he's like a funny rapper like he, but he's not I mean he beats niggas up in real life which is kind of ironic like he uh, he got in mad fights but um that's, that's the nigga's like a comedy he kind of like if you listen to his rap he's kind of like a, a kind of comedy rapper a little bit of some of his joints like ludicrous kind of you know what I mean like it's not yeah. like not like soft or nothing like that but it's still like are you laughing at some of his uh, metaphors and shit like that but yeah that, that nigga has fucked up a person or two. <laughs> yeah I'm I'm always afraid of like ironic gangsters like dudes who like. You don't expect them to be gangsters, like either small people mm-hmm. or like you know small, like skinny or short or both. Mm-hmm. Um, Light skinned dudes, uh, <laughs> um, dudes who dress real nice, <coughs> and funny people. Man, like if a dude tell, because like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just my upbringing. Maybe I got my jaw tapped by a little dude, and I was like, "Oh shit! Why didn't I think that this dude wasn't nasty with the hands?" <laughs> it's the Brooklyn. Yeah. It's the Brooklyn. Yeah, it's probably the Brooklyn thing, man. Because a lot of people, a lot of people had to compensate for the, all all of those factors I just listed out. Whether they were the funny, like damn, I'm nice with the punchlines. That means I gotta, you know, be nice with the hands too. <laughs> niggas, niggas get these jokes twisted. Can't go out like Tupac. <laughs> Can't go out like Tupac. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, now the baby, the baby's good uh, rapper. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on a couple. I gotta check him out. Yeah, fact, let me bookmark that right now. My Spotify. There was a few joints that dropped this week. I heard Little Kim baby. is getting like an award from BET, like hip hop uh, person of the decade or some shit like that. Well, I don't know. I am hip hop award, I believe it is. Little Kim. Um, <laughs> and then I heard like a song that she dropped, and it's weird because Little Kim, was, I view her as old, <laughs> and it's like she's still singing about her, her pussy. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, is that, I was like, I don't, I mean. Oh, you, you, you listen to some of her new stuff? I heard a snippet. I heard a snippet. I'm like, I don't know how. How old is Lil? Okay. She got be. How, she's got to be what? <laughs> maybe I, mean, I guess she's younger than fifty. Nah, right? I think she's not. I think that's like fifty-seven, maybe. <laughs> she looks fifty-seven. <laughs> she's yo, 40, man. She looks a disaster. But I mean, she's forty-five. For, yeah, you know, I was, I was just about to say that. Mm-hmm. I think Jay Z just turned fifty. He's fifty-one now. A lot of those dudes were younger than him. Tupac, Biggie, them, them cats is younger than him. Yeah, you're right about that. But um, so and then, think, now, you know, and then when you think about Biggie, Biggie's uh, Lil Kim's younger than Biggie by a couple years. Mm-hmm. Okay, because Biggie would have been like forty something this year. Yeah, in his late forties, exactly. Yeah, but she's getting the I Am Hip Hop Award. I, I think that's pretty deserving for Lil Kim to still be relevant of some sort. I don't, I don't know if how how relevant how how strong the argument is that she is relevant in 2019. But 
I guess for her to still, she had an impact on hip hop. Her story in hip hop can't go undiscussed, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like you know because there was that female rap era. She was like the resurgence of that, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, she was her and Foxy Brown, but I think she was stronger than Foxy Brown. So I mean, I I can see how that is. I I think with all the her chopping her face up, I guess at least for me it kind of takes away from it but like if you know take that chop in the face up thing and the weird arguments with Nicki Minaj mm-hmm. I, I would say she has a solid place in history if you keep it just music right keep right music, yeah if you yeah. keep it just music and just even ent- like entertainment so not just because I mean I don't think she's a, a very strong rapper but when you just think about her as an as a as a cultural icon I think she was pretty important um I don't know what the I am hip-hop award stands for i don't know if mm-hmm. he, you I know don't but think BT, i don't think bt knows yeah <laughs> i don't really think yeah it's probably just anymore. just one of those i don't know it's one of those things i think yeah it's like a I uh, she video vanguard she, she deserves uh, one yeah, yeah it's like a legend of the year legend of the year uh hip-hop legend award like some some shit like that you know what i mean yeah yeah it's probably one of those awards where it's like you know whatever achieve like a lifetime achievement kind of thing where exactly. they have that's a list of thinking, people yeah. that's what i was thinking, they have yeah. a list of people who they should give it to and you could only give out one a year, and they just keep knocking that list out. So, and you get crossed out for whatever reason. You, know, mm-hmm. you get me tooed, and then you get crossed out, of course. So you gotta hope that you get your award before you get me tooed, or they dig up an old tweet or something like that. Or hopefully, but you know, God forbid, before you pass away or some shit. Did three of her albums they said appeared on the top ten of uh, Billboard two hundred charts? Yeah, um, I mean, she was a monster, man. Remember that uh, that Missy Elliott, Lil Kim, um. Uh, ladies night, people. ladies night. Not tonight. Now, yeah, it's called not tonight. But yeah, yeah, that was huge, and and partly because of Lil Kim. I mean, Missy, of course, is, is a big damn deal. But Lil Kim, it was a number one single on the uh, Billboard rap chart. Yeah, everybody gave that shit star power. <laughs> it's remember, ladies night. Remember, um, in the in the was a Junior Mafia video. Oh, no, it was, I think it was Lil Kim crush on you video with the red hair and the, all the different colors. Yeah, she had all the, all the different wigs on. They was there. Yeah, she was she was doing it. Yeah, she you know, and, and now you see people wearing these wigs like it's more normal now. Like Lil Kim was like the only person doing it to the degree that she did it. I thought Lil Kim was cute back in the day too. I, I she was, she was very pretty girl. I saw I was mad when she started chopping herself up. You know what I always thought? You know how uh, Tupac calls her ugly on Hit 'Em Up? Yeah, I think that like fucked with her. To be honest with you, that was a pretty big song. You think? Yeah, cause where would she get that? She she was mad. I thought she was selling sex. <laughs> where would you get the? It was mad confidence, and then out of nowhere, like the confidence was gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then she also went through a tragic, you know, event with losing Biggie and and the person that that you meant something to you, and then also was responsible for your fame, so to speak. Um, right. You know what I mean? So that could have affected her mentally. But now, nah, yeah, I, I don't get where she thought she was unattractive. Like I thought, I always felt like a confident vibe from her when she was doing her thing. And look, and she's a little person. You know what I mean? But she yeah. always was was the bit was big in a room, so it's it's it just weird that. But you know, to eat, every, everyone goes through all types of stuff. You know what I mean? Whether yeah. you're on the mic or not. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, she. Yeah, I'm just thinking. I'm just tripping on how pretty she was, and the fact that she wouldn't think that she was pretty. I mean, all she needed was veneers, and then just stop right there. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then, I, I, was it even fashionable to get the the butt job back then? I don't even think so. Really, like. Nah. Maybe maybe it was we just didn't know about it. <laughs> yeah, nah, uh, nah. 
like black people started getting into plastic surgery like on a on a broad scale probably within the last 20 years so that would mm-hmm. put us at about 2000 so i think she was doing it she was a vanguard of the movement i just mm-hmm. i don't know she probably i don't know man she's yeah what, I think, what, you, what you start maybe with the boobs and the whatever then you start going into other you know what i mean yeah what she you, started looking like michael jackson yeah but um I guess uh, in other hip hop news, Kanye West was supposed to drop uh, the Jesus is King album on Friday, and it was a no show. I mean, by the time y'all hear this, maybe it'll be out. <laughs> Let me know, send me a review, but I haven't heard it yet. Yeah. And I wasn't looking. I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't looking uh, forward to it. Uh, I mean, I heard chatters that it might drop on Sunday. Okay. We'll Kim Kardashian to- says. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, her she, her her she had an Instagram post that made people think it was dropping on Friday. <laughs> but um, crazy. Nah, we'll see. We'll see. But are you looking forward to a Kanye album? You think Kanye still got it? Does he? St- uh... No, I, I mean I'm not looking forward to a Kanye album. Like, I... me neither. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm just. I'm, not I'm either, just not. <laughs> yeah, I'm I mean, either. since um, what you what's was he gonna it? talk about? Was he what the? Fuck? I don't want to. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I mean. I, I'm. I'm just not. I'm. I'm just not. I, I can't. Uh, let me see. The what's the one with um the monster? What album's that? I want to say Beautiful Dark Fantasy. That was the last one I really liked, mm-hmm. and then like before that might have been Eight Oh Eight. Okay, but I feel like he just kept trying stuff, and then like I would listen to stuff and be like, and not like, and not be feeling it. I'm like, man, damn, maybe I'm not getting feeling the art artisticness of it because I know Kanye's an artsy dude, and then. Eventually, I'm just like, you know what? I just don't like it. <laughs> I just yeah, don't, some of you know. shit is whack, bro. <laughs> yeah, like 808's like, he tried something and it worked. And I, you know. And then also around then, I was ha- I was dealing with a, a tough breakup. <laughs> so I was singing that shit. <laughs> Say, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went through a breakup around 808's too, bro. That shit. I, was like, that, I, I, I felt that what shit, Kanye was saying on this shit. That shit is a mean breakup. So I don't know if that's why I was feeling 808's. Like, yo, I was feeling 808's, kid. I was just sitting in the room, lights off, just singing. <laughs> I miss the old I, Kanye. I ain't no damn robot. Bro, <laughs> you can't control me like that. Like my own identity. I don't want you no took it away. <laughs> Dirty bitch, you. That's a that's a, actually that's a really creative album, though. I can't. No, like, if anyone out there was never listened to 808s or Heartbreaks, God is a, a. It's different. It's not. I don't know if I call it a rap album, but it's um very. It's a creative album. Yeah, uh, Life of Pablo wasn't feeling so. Yeah, to 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 that point. I mean, I'm not. Shit's weird it, now. It's yeah, <laughs> it's, like, I, it's like I don't care about like I never thought about this with rap music, but I don't really care about the person making the music. I don't not not to say I don't care about him. I got you know what I mean. I'm saying I don't care to know about that. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't. I don't want to know more about that. I don't want to know your story. I don't want to know what's going on. I just not interested. Yeah, man. Yeah, up. Yeah, and we grew up with Kanye. He started his career right when we were about nineteen or something like that. Yeah. Oh, his rap career. I mean. I wouldn't say we grew, we grew up with him, but you know, that's yeah. I mean, yeah, like Jay Z called himself an '80s baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I never thought about that shit. That shit is hilarious because really, he's a '70s baby. He's dude is more Isaac Hayes than he is LL Cool J, and he's older than LL Cool J too. By the way, is he really? Yeah, is he? Uh, older man, than I think he's older than LL Cool J. Oh shit! Jay Z's old. I mean, Jay. Remember, he started his like 
mainstream rap career at 26. That's and, pretty old. And then Lowe started his shit mad young. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he, if not, maybe the same age. I think Jay Z's older than Cool Herc. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Cool Jay is 51. <laughs> uh, this, they, they're about the same age then. All right. So I miscalculated a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Z is forty nine. No way, he's not. He's not fifty yet. That's, that's forty nine. No way, he's born that's, in 69 I don't feel like. Oh, his birthday's in December. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So he'll, be, he'll be fifty. That's funny though to call himself an eighties baby. <laughs> now, but I know, I know what you meant with Kanye. That, that was that was a our, our coming of age, so to speak. Yeah, it was like it, to use a uh, Rockefeller reference. In another way, I'd say it is that uh, I had said this before that whoever you liked at at around somewhere between ten and fifteen, you're gonna stick with them for your whole life. But yo, that's true. That's but true. Kanye is the yeah. only one of the, the very few rappers I picked up in adulthood. It's Kanye and J Cole. Those are the only two that I became like I listen to anything they drop. You know what I was thinking about that? That point you just made about that ten to fifteen um, age span. Mm-hmm. I think that's true for like comedy specials, like <laughs> comedy specials that I've seen between that age. I could I'd watched over and over again. I haven't watched a comedy special over again. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? That's coming out. I, like I seen the Kevin Hart shit the other day. I'm not gonna watch that again. You are, yeah. It, yeah, the, yeah. it doesn't have replay value to me. You know what I mean? But yeah, something about 15, those because you was learning curse words, you was learning new phrases, yep. <laughs> and shit like that. You like, oh, I, I watched. Well, we also had some classic shit during that span too. Is that Chris Rock, the Chris Rock. war between niggas and black people? Yeah. <laughs> um, who else? So I feel like somebody else was doing shit. But then we had the 80s VHS joints of Eddie to watch, you know what I'm saying? So right. we was watching them at that point in time, too. But So you know what I mean? Like hey, like you said, between 10 and 15. I was thinking that the other day. I'm like, I'll never watch this Kevin Hart shit again. And it wasn't terrible. It was something to watch. But I was like, I will never watch this shit ever again. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you know, I just realized, you probably know why we connected to Kanye so hard. Because he was talking... To, about college shit and we were going we were in, in college, college. Yeah. and we were far enough at that time we were far enough away from a degree where it's just like you know what I should just drop the fuck out right now <laughs> like it wouldn't make a difference <laughs> like it wouldn't make a difference like there was still another three years left we would have saved a lot of money minimum until you got your your uh, your bachelor's degree mm-hmm. so you know I, I should drop out call me to drop I'm a backpack I got this I got this Lacoste backpack yeah, and yeah, I couldn't afford no Lacoste backpack, but niggas was really working at Gap, and niggas really had supervisors that was, you know, they only put you out in the front on the floor for opportune times. Every other second, they got you in the back putting boxes on top shelves and shit. Kanye wasn't the first rapper to to make entertaining music that wasn't gangster to me, because I mean Eminem did it, but Eminem also had an edge where he yeah. wasn't he wasn't talking about killing people on the corner or selling. Drugs or anything like that. But he's talking about using drugs and killing his wife. You know right. what I mean? And he's like, "Oh, did he say that about his mom?" But Kanye was the first guy that I felt like, "Yo, you could be yourself." Like, if, if I ever wanted to be a rapper, I always felt like I had to write bars about something tough. Yeah, you know what I mean, and Kanye. Yeah, well, you know like, what? You didn't have to do that. You could wear polo shirts, like like your mom's bought you from the outlets. <laughs> right. <laughs> Every other not see the thing, and it's an interesting thing. He wasn't the, the first not like uh, gangster, non gangster rapper, and I would put. Eminem into the gangster bucket because of all the violence he he sings about. Yeah. Even though it's not about drugs and gangs, it's about Wait, you. You know, how you said Kanye wasn't the first. Who was the first? I don't. Who was before Kanye doing that? Ludacris, just talking Ludacris. about non-gangster shit. Yeah, this is Ludacris. 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 
There's a long list of them niggas. There's no, no, there is. There is. I'm just trying to think. No one's memorable like that. That made you want to be yourself. Exactly. Well, yeah. Luda to some degree, but Luda still sang about it. Okay. He's, something about Luda was... He had a crew around him. He had, he had two, street shit. He had two chains behind him. Right. <laughs> like, you know, you know he, had, he looked like he had a, like a, a street element to him. Right, right. Yeah. I, but yeah, I, I guess Luda, Kanye's crew, um, Kanye's crew. You'd be like, I can fuck these niggas up. Consequence and GLC, like, <laughs> but yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, you feel like, oh, these ain't the most. Even though GLC is pretty gangster, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't feel like that with Kanye. Yeah, but yeah, Outcast. Outcast is a good example too that you just said. But like, you know, a, a lot of those people that we were talking about, they sing about like if being around rough shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like. They, so even though they weren't saying I'm the one pulling the trickle, I'm the one selling crack, they'd be like, you know, they would sing about that kind of thing. This is what I seen. This is what right. I, so Kanye was, was the first person who was just completely transparent. Uh, or oh, either they were being super deep, like the backpack rappers were just singing about tooting common <laughs> and fucking all kinds of philosophers mm-hmm. and, and all right. kinds of crazy shit. You feel like you had to light incense to bump that shit, right? You had to light incense. You had to get a history degree. I, I was, it was too deep. Kanye <laughs> shit was pretty shallow, but it was just, he just laid out what like he was trying to do, and which was what we were trying to do. Get girls, uh, tolerate school, mm-hmm. get a couple couple bucks to go to the outlet. Pretty much. And, yeah. the, beats was, and the beats was fire. Oh, the beats was wild. <laughs> the beats was wild, and you know, everybody at that point, everybody was doing the loop samples, the sped up samples, sped up samples, the, yeah. The heat makers, I think the heat makers, those are the dudes who used to mess with the diplomats, right? Yeah, yeah. They went overboard with it. Like they would pretty much just take the song. They wouldn't even take like clips and add their own beats. They would just, they would just add one kick drum and put a kick kick, kick drum pattern and just loop like a good three. <laughs> Like the whole chorus of whatever song they sample, it would be ridiculous. That's the sped up sample would be the beat. Exactly. <laughs> like the, where Kanye, he chopped the shit up and just and the sped up samples like an element of the beat. Yeah. But then other dudes would just literally play like an entire multiple bars of a song and just loop that and make mm-hmm. that the beat with just a kick drum, maybe a but little like, snare or a snap or something like that. I'll, I'll give, uh, and I guess Jay Z gets credit for it because it's his album. But Kanye and and Just Blaze that blueprint sound. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People heard that. Everybody and wanted that shit. Yep, and ran with it. And went overboard with it. <laughs> but yo, man, this was a very hip-hop uh, inspired episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast, bro. Definitely. I, d- I definitely didn't expect to talk about this much hip-hop, but um, there are some albums that are out this week I'm going to go check out. Um, like I said, go check out that, that shit from the baby. Uh, uh, Young M.A. had dropped some new shit. Um, yeah, it's just banging, so go check it out. But you watching on TV nowadays, bro? Now? What yeah. am I watching? Uh... Well, yeah, this is a weird time in TV because it's like between seasons. Okay. So the summer is just wrapping up. I'm watching The Affair. It's kind of whack. I'm glad that this is the last season. Uh, I told you I just find it finished Top Boy. It's a lot of um, Netflix shit. But right now, it's more about books. Ta-Nehisi Coates just released a book. I think it's called The Water Dance. And Oprah, Oprah was going hard on promoting it. Like the first yeah, book in her. Her favorite book club, book club right? or whatever. Yeah, she went hard yeah. promoting it. And uh, <laughs> he's going on his like book tour or whatever. She was at the Apollo with him read, doing a reading. Is that, so, now, yeah. is that, what is that, nonfiction? That is fiction. It's his first fiction, oh, fiction. book. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Yeah, because he's, he's been always been writing uh, depressing nonfiction. Depressing, yes, but very profound. So it is good. I'm not saying depressing is 
in it's a bad, bad way. you shouldn't read it unless you're depressed, of course edu- <laughs> educationally depressed yeah exactly it's educationally like his his nonfiction is bananas is dope i would Hugh is Keith certified, man. I would tell anybody to read his nonfiction. Wifey <laughs> just bought the book, so um, we're going to be reading that. But right now I'm reading Invisible Man by Ralph Ellison, so I got to get through that. Okay. Now that's fiction too? That's fiction. That's one of them old black classics. Mm-hmm. I've heard, so, I've heard, I've never heard of it before. Yeah, I never read it myself, though. Yeah, they were, they were, the man wouldn't let us read it in school. They had us reading <laughs> The Pearl and, and fucking... Uh, about Atticus Finch, the the white hero. Nah, I'm fucking with y'all. But nah, um, I'm re- I'm reading that. It's one of the old classics, like re- released in like the '50s, the early '50s. Okay, okay. Keith's Keith's book club. Check that out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Keith, where can they find you at on social media, brother? Instagram, me and my underscore thirty five. Gang, gang. You can find me uh on Instagram at plickapeezy p l i c c a p e e z y. Uh, also, you can find me on Twitter at DJ Playboy. You can listen to the Perfect Talk podcast. Actually, no, you can't listen to it, but you can check us out on Instagram at Perfect Talk Radio on Instagram. Um, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on SoundCloud, on the Podcoin app, wherever your podcast is sold. Check us out, Perfect Talk Podcast. Also, right there on the website, we got the website popping now, y'all. PerfectTalkPodcast.com, the home of the Perfect Talk Podcast and the Night Shift Radio Show that I do on Mixcloud. Uh, so check that out. Check that out for everything that all about us. We're gonna have some merch coming soon, so be on the lookout. Big year for us, man. Big things are going. Um, once again, check out my radio show on Mixcloud, the Night Shift, uh, R&B nights, rap nights, um, little spinoff series we got going on right now too. And look for some more things in the works. Check me out on the Mixcloud app, DJ Plick a Playboy. And uh, shit, man, another episode in the books, brother. Good episode, man. We up out of here. Say goodbye to the people, bro. Peace. Peace.